guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Single Mums podcast. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today we have a wonderful lady called Emma Ferrick. She has her own platform called Elf Operations, whereby she helps people create systems of operations and strategies for their business. The big ethos surrounding Emma's magnificent company is the fact that she helps you succeed without all the stress. And guess what, guys? She was also a single mama. So Emma, please tell the audience a bit about yourself, your platform. Yeah, um, so I am the founder of Elf Operations. Elf is my, those are my initials. So that's kind of where that came from. Um, And when I started my business, I knew it was going to be mostly in operation systems and processes. I started out as a VA, um, as a part-time side hustle. When I became a single mom, I'm a survivor of domestic violence. And so my business is, a way was a way and is a way for me to provide control and freedom in my life um, because my separation and we weren't married or anything but separating from my daughter's dad because of the domestic violence and the over a year of abuse that I suffered from him had a lot of different aspects between um physical abuse mental abuse and financial abuse. So my business was really a way for me to start earning income. So I didn't feel the need of, you know, I need this child support that's coming in, or I, I need money from him because that was always just going to be, um, a source of control. So I wanted to take away any possible avenue of control, um, that he could have. And at the time I thought, you know, money meant leverage and that's how he would always, say things or you know that was what was ingrained from the abuse um was I gave you this money now you owe me something and through the process of my business through all the personal development all the healing that I've gone through in the past two years with my business um it's really shown me that money means no control like just because he gives me the money doesn't mean it has any control. He's just doing the bare minimum of what he should be responsible for doing. So for anyone who is going through abuse, um, they probably can relate to that feeling of, I owe them something, but you really don't. And then after I jumped in full-time with my business um, during COVID, because I didn't have daycare, I was working um, full-time at a manufacturing company And it was a government facility. So because of security reasons and things like that, they were like, you can't work from home. So you either have to work night shift because I didn't have daycare. And my now fiance who was staying home with my daughter is, well, was going back to work. He was laid off at the beginning of COVID and then he was going back to work. And I was like, you know what? I think if I have enough time on my hands, I will, this business will thrive. Like I've been doing it part-time for over six months. I was ready, didn't really have a plan. I was ready in the sense of like, I'm ready to do this. Um, And so he was like, okay, go for it. Um, I jumped all in and then I really niched down into operations and systems. And I've just kind of been growing um, from there into of more of a consulting firm and helping other business owners use my optimization framework to gain that control and freedom back in their business. 
um, and in their life. So that's kind of like my story. That's amazing. I read on one of your posts. I can't. I can't find it at the moment. I was looking for it whilst you were talking. That um, there was a time where you were in hospital, um, and that's kind of where you. I don't know. You know, sometimes you say you not hit rock bottom, but you came to to yourself and said, "You know what? I need." to do something for myself I need to you know leverage the opportunities that I have in front of me and kind of dig your own way figure out your own path please tell me a bit about that post and like why you were so open and honest in it it was really refreshing to see yeah that was a really hard post for me to write it got a lot of traction which was great to see from the perspective of so many people could relate to it and really just valued the transparency and the vulnerability from it because I was so afraid to even share that. Um, but that post kind of led into, um, so for anyone listening that obviously didn't see it, it was November 3rd, 2018. I was sent to the hospital out after being out with some friends. I came home. Um, my significant other was, I found out after was intoxicated while watching our daughter who at the time was less than eight months old and his son from a previous relationship. I didn't know that. I came home thinking, you know, like he was watching the kids the whole time. I had gone out to see my friends. It was like the first time I'd gone out since um, really having my daughter. Mm-hmm. And so um, it felt good to just, you know, as a mom, you want to go out and be with your friends and be around people because I had been so isolated too from my abuse that like I just missed and craved like being out with people. So I came home one thing led to the other. He, I said one wrong thing that he didn't like, which was, I said, I wish I hadn't come home because I wish I would have just stayed out with my friends where like, you know, I felt appreciated and he got super mad and basically chased me up the stairs. Cause I was going to get ready for bed. And he picked up the laundry detergent bottle that was sitting there and like knocked me in the back of the head. Like there was a whole, the whole physical altercation ultimately led to me breaking my nose. I had bruisings all um, down my body. And when that happened, cause like, I just remember being in shock and just crying and like my nose was bleeding. And I'm like, I think my nose is broken. And he took my phone and he was like, clean yourself up and go to bed. And I was like, I'm not, that that is not happening right now. I got grabbed the first pair of shoes that I could find and walked out the front door, which was super hard. Cause like my daughter was sleeping upstairs, but I knew if I tried to take her, like that would just be a, a shit show, excuse my language. Um, so I just left, I started walking, um, and luckily or not. So luckily his family lived a couple blocks from us. So I walked to their house cause I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know where it was like midnight one o'clock at this time you know um but basically called the called the police called an ambulance um well they called the ambulance for me because i was like i'm in no state to drive anywhere like and they're like do you want to go get this documented and i was like yes please i want to go get this documented for you know they were like we have to arrest him on site because um here where i live in the states in pa um it's if there's any physical uh, injury, they will arrest on site. So basically I give these details for anyone who's in this situation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard and you don't know the legal nuances or what like helps available. So I'm always a proponent of get it documented. Um, I was sitting there by myself. I'm 22 at the time. No, I was 21 at the time. 
And I'm like, what the heck am I going to do? What the heck just happened? Like I've had, we'd had altercations in the past. This wasn't the first time he had hit me or anything like that. And the one nurse just like looked at me and was like, are you going to like press charges, things like that? And I was like, yes, I have, I have to, like, I can't let this slide. Like what if my daughter is the next person to be targeted, like in his cycle? Cause I knew this, what I wasn't the only one, but I knew no one else had spoken out against him. And the hardest thing was like being in the hospital bed and having to call my parents and tell them everything that was going on. Cause they had no idea. They drove two hours to come and get me from the hospital. Cause I didn't have anyone else nearby. So basically that transpired everything. And I went on this huge healing journey. And a year later is when I started my business after like the initial shock and everything. And, you know, I just took a year to like sift through of what the heck was going on. Um, you know, how, how to navigate this whole single mom life and how to navigate custody court. And, you know, we had court going on for other things. So then a year later, I was like, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm starting the business. So. That's brilliant. So do you know, sometimes when I speak to a lot of mums, like even with me, I didn't know that I was in an emotionally abusive relationship till I got out. And I feel like now in this new modern era and and Instagram and TikTok, we see like narcissistic behaviours, red flags, trauma bonds. So those are like buzzwords that we know now. But sometimes when you're actually in the relationship, you don't really realise that it's kind of like control or abuse you know like sometimes oftentimes you hear women say um oh yeah he used to get upset if I wore a short skirt he used to get upset if I went out with my friends when in actual fact when you look back in hindsight it was a level of control so when you were actually in the relationship um did you in the beginning stages know that do you know what something's a bit off no it wasn't until after I found out I was pregnant that so like we weren't together very long prior to me getting pregnant it was like that actually once I looked back on it was a form of control because he was I found out after and when we were splitting it purposely tried to get me pregnant which was like a way form of narcissistic behavior that I didn't realize but once we once I found out I was pregnant and I decided yes I'm keeping the baby um all these things started coming out that had been lies and I like his age was a lie. This was a lie. Like all these basic things that I like never would have caught on to. I started to find out and those were all red flags, but because of how society's like it tells us, or I felt like society was pressuring me to be like, you have to stay to make a good life for your kid. And I was still so young. I was like, I don't want my kid to come from a like a broken home thinking that was a ne- like I had a negative connotation around it it took me a long time to like realize it's healthier for her to be in an environment that I'm respected I'm taking care of we're not fighting all the time you know um it's not a toxic environment for her that doesn't mean it's broken by any means um so I didn't notice the red flag I mean I kind of did subtly but I didn't want to believe in it like I don't want to believe I fell for it I didn't want to believe that I was like you know that was my life um but there were subtle things that I was like I need to find a way out I just have no means in the moment yeah and I do think that what you said about you didn't really believe I think sometimes we as women we think that no that's something that happens to that person that's not me I'm strong I'm 
I've, mm-hmm. I've you know like sometimes when I speak to certain people and they are single moms they're like I did everything right you know I've got the degree I've got the job how why is why didn't he marry me or why did he leave me when in actual fact it's life it happens I was going to ask you why do you think um it's so important for more women to kind of speak up about abuse or domestic violence or having a survivor survivor story to encourage others I think it's so important because one it sheds light to the fact that it happens way more than you think and it can happen to anybody there's not like this stigma on who can be subjected to it male or female or just like social class or financial you know there's a ton of different ways that it could happen because I didn't think I fit into the stereotype of someone who um would be subjected to abuse once I like left and went through therapy I actually found out my personality type is actually more susceptible to this um this type of person Mm -hmm. I'm an Enneagram too so like if you know anything about Enneagrams there's like different stages you can be at like um so like at a two in its best sense and then there's like a two in like a low sense so I was in a low sense in my life where I hadn't figured things out and I just crave like um someone's attention and someone's love. And I wanted that external, um, like approval in a sense that I was seeking from him. So like my personality type is actually susceptible at a low point to narcissists. Um, and I actually read a book. I, I'll have to send you the name of it. Cause I always forget it when I'm on a podcast, yeah. but it was all about how like the personality, the personality type of a narcissist and abusers um, really prey on certain types of people that like want and crave that affection. And they're, they're like very much compatible, which I didn't even realize about myself until after. And I learned about my personality type and I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and now I'm more aware of it, but also the stories help with, that's how I felt like I got out was, and now that's why I use my platform for it is I heard so many other people talk about like they went from the lowest to the low, no money. And those stories motivated me. So I'm like, if I can share my story and motivate someone else and like t- show them like, ah, oh, it was crap. Like it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows leaving, but it does get better. Cause when you're in the thick of it, it's so hard to see it getting better. <laughs> so like fast forward to where you're at now, cause you're wonderfully engaged. Um, wonderfully engaged yes and expecting baby number two (laughs) congratulations so how do you then get to a place where I know you said that you you did therapy you kind of looked at the enneagram so how do you get to a place where you trust yourself because I think that sometimes when someone's been burnt scarred emotionally they are afraid quote-unquote to attract that same person you know so how did you get to the point whereby you trusted yourself to be like I'm ready to receive love and give love back so uh, that ties back to my business honestly because of because of my business I invested in like a mindset coach and I invested in a couple different books and my business has led me to connect with alternative types of healing like women I met online who run online businesses um they offer like these these ways to heal that I didn't even know were possible. It's not very mainstream. Like I've done RTT therapy, um, which is rapid transformation therapy. Um, 
I've done spiritual healings because I am very religious in a sense. So like that was something I came across from just working with another woman. I like helped her in her business and she helped me with an inner healing, which is just like unique to her, but it, it helped and made me feel so good. Like I let go of so much. Mm -hmm. And, um, but that was like, after I learned to trust myself, but there's, it was, it's like a continuous journey for me, but to get to the point of like letting someone else in, um, I went through the therapy. I was, took a bunch of per, the personality tests, like the Enneagrams just became more self-aware. And, um, my first coach was a lot in mindset and just being able to trust yourself, being authentically you and kind of going through the mindset and not even in the sense of like relationships it was just about me and nothing else to do with anyone else I'm like so just going in and doing the mindset work of like I love myself that has to be enough um and I wanted to show up 110 percent for my daughter and show her like what a strong woman could be and I knew that if I kept being guarded or like closed off like no one was gonna ever you know, I had to love myself before I could let someone else love me or like, um, it's kind of like a grow. we grew together in a sense, but I knew if I didn't take a chance, I was never going to have that. Like, so I had luckily like my now fiance, we knew each other prior to everything that had happened. So there was like a little bit of a, it made it a little easier yeah, to trust I- him. Cause like he knew, and I knew him mm-hmm. from before. Like, I don't think I would have felt like connected or opened up as much had it been someone like totally new. I think that would have been a different like path. And he's um, a business owner as well, isn't he? So you're kind of like both running, juggling businesses. That's so awesome. Yeah, he owns two and he actually just quit his full-time job this week to take both of his businesses full-time. So we are both full-time entrepreneurs now. (laughs) amazing no I actually love yeah I love your story because I I put up a post today actually about um I watched Made I don't know whether you've seen it on Netflix I've seen it but I haven't watched it yet because I'm like I don't know if I'm going to be triggered how triggered I'm oh my god I was crying for every single episode I watched I cried I yeah yeah it is just so heart-wrenching and like like the experience so just you need to brace yourself I'm giving you the the warning now like it is triggering that's what I've heard. And I'm like, I kind of feel like I have to wait till I'm not pregnant because I'm extra hormonal. Like we yeah. watched a family movie and I started crying over like a cartoon. My fiance's like, why are you crying? I was like, it's just so sad. Oh my God. So in regards to you now, Emma, how do you balance or um, business and being a single mom? Because I know you're, you're engaged now, but beforehand, like how, how do you balance it? And how do you teach other women to, to balance it? Because I sometimes speak to single moms and they say to me look I hate my nine to five I hate my job but I have to do it to try and pay my bills put food on the table like what advice would you give to a single mom listening right now that really wants to you know leverage the opportunities that are out that are out there like social media um, email marketing for example wants to make money but they don't know where to start they don't know what to do what advice would you give to someone yeah. Cause when I first started my business, I didn't, I mean, my fiance and I had kind of just started seeing each other, which added a whole nother layer to it. Cause like I was yeah. dating and working full time and being a single mom and running this business, but I would, I would run my business from 10 
to midnight. Like that, um, that's what I did. I'd put my daughter down, I'd grab my laptop, I'd sit at the kitchen table or I'd sit at in my bed and just like work on my plan. And even from the get-go, and this is kind of what led me to the ops and system side of things were was I let leaned on my tech so much and like automating as much as I could and making things streamlined from the get-go um to make it easier for people to find me um and work with me and just net leveraging my network so I got on LinkedIn really heavily um I joined Facebook groups so just managing your time is the hardest part I feel like for a single moms so just carving out and blocking out those times is the first step I would say. And this is going to sound cheesy, but it's so true. I was reflecting on this today because I was reading a book and it was like, every time I change my mindset from, I can't do this to, I'm going to figure out how to do this. Or like when things get tough, I would just write out my, my goals to remind myself to be positive about it. And that made such a huge difference. It sounds so cheesy and so simple that people kind of overlook it. Um, but when I was like, I'm going to do this, I just wrote it out every day. Like, what was my goal? I was like, I'm going to have this many clients, or I'm going to talk to this many people and network with this many people. Um, so getting really specific, writing that out. And every morning I was like, this is what I'm focusing on for the next like week or two until I hit the goal. And just being like very positive with how I spoke to myself and how I talked about my goals internally um, to not be negative. Like when I said I can, or this is so hard, like, yeah, I had moments of like doubt, but I would quickly like catch myself and say, how am I going to do this? How am I going to figure this out? Yeah, that's brilliant. So tell us a bit about your success without stress masterclass. <sighs> that's my new evergreen masterclass. Cause everyone puts out their masterclasses, I feel like, and it has to be live and, you know, you want to attend, but I wanted to do something evergreen that can just be delivered right to the to people's emails done on their own time, but it's all about operations in your business. So I get really specific into what is operations, how to break it down. Cause some business owners that I work with are really overwhelmed with it. And then just how to outline a strategy that matches your goals. Um, and then we really go into metrics and looking at whether you need tech or to delegate that's like the last training because I get that question a ton in my business um is should this be something I automate or should this be something I'm delegating to someone and you know looking at those kind of processes and questions for their business okay and if um so for example you've got your own Facebook group as well so in your your Facebook group is that what you lot discuss if someone was to say like look I want to start I don't know, like selling ebooks, for example, but they don't know where to, they don't have an email list. Is that something that you help your clients with? Um, well, I do have a Facebook group. I don't really act, I'm not as active in there anymore. A lot of my people, like a lot of people and trainings I do are going to be on my Instagram, like going forward. That's like just kind of been the place I feel like. <laughs> um, but email lists are something that I've helped with. Um, I'm all, my DMs are always open for like questions and resources or, you know, whatever. Um, but I've run 
I, I don't know. I've helped with a lot of different businesses and a lot of different scenarios. So I can provide answers to someone who's just starting out or just um, like not sure where to turn all the way to I've worked with agencies and teams and kind of helping them hit um, multi six figures with streamlined systems because it's your systems are going to look different yeah. at different stages. Um, but yeah, I'm very much in big into the tech pieces, especially um, email marketing tools. Uh, CRMs, project management tools, things like that. <laughs> and that's brilliant. So what, um, what's one business mistake to avoid? Waiting till, this is one that I see my clients do and I try to help them prevent it is so they wait till they're too busy to document their processes or, you know, try to implement tech to help them. So doing as much as you can when you're not at capacity yet is one thing I would suggest, like just writing down, how do you do this? You know, even if it's just you and your business, eventually there'll be more because you're, you're, you want to believe in yourself for growth. <laughs> yeah. And are they any um, inside, inside secrets of what, what to focus on in 2022 or like any, <laughs> You like trend wise or yes. I can just say if you are on the fence about getting into business at all, like if you're a single mom and you're like, I don't know what to do or like what kind of business to get into, um, that 2022 is definitely going to be the year of online business owners. Like I can see that online businesses, coaches, service providers, that's going to be very big, I can see, or just consulting or contracting in general, because people are leaving the traditional nine to five. So now would be the time to start and launch your business um, for sure. And people, there's always going to be a need for service providers. So if you can provide an online service or contract yourself out to services that it's going to give you so much flexibility over your schedule and your income, but it's also always heavily going to be needed. Like I always see posts for VAs or social media managers or, you know, different types, because there is a, a limit to how many people you can serve, which is a good thing. Cause you know, people see competition, but there really is no competition. Like you're going to be specific to you yeah. and your niche and what you offer and the, your personality type is going to drive so differently with others. Like, I wish I would have known that when I started and someone would have been talking about that because it's okay that you're not for everybody. You want to have a clients or people that you work with that fit your personality yeah. and that you like. That's brilliant. So Emma, if you could go back to the woman that is at the hospital um, and the woman that didn't have the business before, the woman that wasn't engaged with the new wonderful baby coming, coming <laughs> along, what advice would you have given to yourself if, if you had, if someone had seen you, if you had seen yourself then, what would you have told yourself from the woman you are now? Trust yourself more than you think, because that was something I struggled with was trusting myself. So trusting your, trusting my gut, trusting myself, listening to myself. Um, once I honed in on that, things really started to click. Brilliant. And what advice would you give to any single mom listening right now? That you're amazing and you're stronger than what you think you're capable of. 
and you are doing the hardest job probably possible, but don't give up. It's worth it. Stick to your boundaries. Do what you love. You got this. I feel like that's, that would be the message I would love for them to hear. It's brilliant. And Emma, where can people find you on social media? Uh, my Instagram is elf underscore operations. Um, and my Facebook page is elf operations. My DMs are always open. If you have questions, if you don't know what to have, you know, I'm always open. It's always a safe place if you need something. That's brilliant. Emma, I want to say thank you so much for taking out the time and coming on the Happy Single Moms podcast. You've been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. I'm breaking-